to my lovely brothers and sisters in Christ. Officially, today is my last sermon at Apostle as an Apostle pastor. I may come back in the, during the Lenten season, but many people may wonder, <clears throat> what kind of message are you going to preach today? But from my personal ministry style and from my own philosophy, I always try to preach each sermon like there is no tomorrow. So no worries, no special attention needed now. It's just normal. Whether you noticed or not, I've been following the three years of a church lectionary plan. And then last Monday, I joined, attended the Golden Gate Circuit, the pastor's meeting in the Livermore Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. And then we pastors, when we gather, we don't play golf, but we study together the one from the doctrinal book and one from the Bible. And then sermon study, the text was Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 through 8. And among those six pastors, five of us are going to preach on this text for following Sunday. So I just jumped in. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do that too, but uh, you better be my witnesses. Because this message will be really strong because I'm going to say, vote to you, sinners. It's not me, it's given to me. I'm going to just proclaim that text to you. Okay. Don't take it personally. You know, no, we, we better take the personally, the <laughs> word of God. Here am I, send me. It will be all the cold workers' attitude for the divine cause. Before comparing about those two calls of pros and cons, the cold workers try to see the similarities and differences according to their own talent and according to the need of the mission field. And we humbly ask the Lord, Lord, guide me, a sinner, and give the clear guidance to me to see your vision. So we extended our call to the principal and pastor, fourth grade teacher and second grade teachers. What we're going to do, we pray for them, Lord, show them the clear vision so that they could answer, here am I, send me, hopefully, to apostle. But here am I, send me, is not only the answer for the cold workers, but the same answer, this attitude and this mission heart are requested for all the believers for the, all the heirs of God, for the, all the children of God. No exceptions. On this Trinity Sunday, the reading that we will focus on is Isaiah's encounter with the true and living God who allowed Isaiah a glimpse into his throne room, the kingdom. Let us read Isaiah chapter 6, first eight verses. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, its with six wings, with two wings they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and then with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, 
the doorpost and threshold, threshold shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, Isaiah cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips. And I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. The famous prophet Isaiah, he encounters holy God. What an experience. Can anybody recall my first preaching at Apostle on July 24th, 2014? Don't worry, even my family cannot recall that. <laughs> it was on the Quran Deo in Latin words, like Christians living in the face of God, Christians living in the glory of God. God says, in the book of Exodus, chapter 33, clearly says, You cannot see my face, for no one may see me and leave. But God showed his back to the Moses and presents his glory. And now, here, we could see the God's glory through his only son, Jesus Christ. And Christians live before the face of God and his glory not occasionally, but always. For the reason John chapter 1, couple verses says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made him unknown. And let us look at the pictures, the details of this revelation in between the Isaiah and the heavenly throne. On the day Isaiah saw the Lord who sat on his throne, and Isaiah saw the seraph, in Hebrew plural being we say seraphim, in our opening hymns at the first service, we, we sing that the uh, Cherubim and seraphim. Yeah, I use second service. The contemporary worshipers may have forgot the traditional hymnals. The seraphim, who works around of the Lord, who has six wings and covered two for their faces and two for their feet and two for flying, and whose hands over there, and then they praising and singing. And Isaiah heard the seraphim sang, Holy, holy, holy. It reminds us that the triune God, God the Father is holy, God the Son is holy, and God the Holy Spirit is holy. They're singing voices, 
the door frames and threshold in the threshold of God's temple to shake like earthquake. When our whole grade school students sang in the Christmas service, even a couple of weeks ago, the service of ascension, when those hundred students stood up and sing together, I felt this building is really shaken. And my heart was trembled by its power and confession. Then how about the angelic sing? When they sing a song, the holy, 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 for trying God's power and glory. And Isaiah saw the smoke fill the temple. It reminds us when the Moses and Israelites stood in the foot of the mountain Sinai, the mountain Sinai was covered with smoke because of the Lord descended on it in fire, and then the smoke billowed up from it like smoke from the furnace. The whole mountain trembled violently. And the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder. It's from the book of Exodus chapter 19. The whole earth is full of his glory. You know that Pastor John like play golf, but don't get me wrong that I may only like to go golf course and those natures. But I like go to the mountains, national park, forest and oceans, and the lakes more than the golf course. Why? I like to see. I like to smell. I like to feel the God's majestic power and his kindness. And I like to see a reflection of the Creator's glory through the nature. However, the amazing sight did not give you the knowledge of Jesus. Those amazing moments did not empower your faith in God. The nature does not convey the message of the cross. What Isaiah saw was so amazing. He saw the glory and power of God. This law shows us God in all his majesty and terror, so it kills us. And make us despair of our own goodness. Even over the vain delusion that we enter his kingdom by our own merit or decision. But no. It is all his work. And doing when he forgives our sins. By purging that comes from the altar. Ultimately, the altar of the cross. Then moved by the gospel. We both trust in him and desire to serve him in his kingdom in accord with what we will say in his word, not on basis on our own feeling and own reasoning, but in make us repent and come to the Lord. In the presence of God's glory and power, Isaiah cried, Vote to me. I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes today have seen the king and his glory, the Lord Almighty. And Isaiah says, vote to me, a sinner. A couple days ago in my seventh grade catechism class, I asked to the student, what kind of feeling do you have when you think about the final judgment? 
and one student said without hesitation immediately, right? I have a witness over there. Excited. What? I didn't expect that answer. It's so faithful answer, but I didn't expect that. And then I, some kids start to say nervous and fears and anxiety for unknown date and time. Even though we truly believe and know the final judgment day is believers' joyful and glorious day because Jesus Christ will take us to new heaven and new earth, and, but we still have a symptom of a chicken reaction in us. Not you. It's only for me. It's not in my sermon. Not my, not my pin, the gold head, as a bull marker says, it must go past. Okay. Brothers and sisters, Peter, who fell down in the boat, I mean in the boat when Jesus Christ made it, lots of fish, and he was afraid. And he says, go away from me, Lord, I am a simple man. And the brother Jacob, who saw the dream of the stairway in heaven, and the Bible says he was so afraid. And then today's Isaiah's reaction on the experience of God's presence was, vote to me, a sinner. The time of Isaiah, at the time, the king Uzziah was he bring lots of peace and prosperities in the kingdom, but had not brought about the time of spiritual growth and faithfulness to the Lord. So they had uncertainty for the tomorrow, so they said, eat, drink, and marry. The nation had turned away from God, and this kind of a sin of the people and the sin of Isaiah's own sinful condition was terrible, in the eyes of God. God is holy, holy, and holy. There is not even this much blemishes on his holiness. He's full of holy and glory. But as you see, the eat, drink, and marry is not only the symptom of a couple thousand years ago. It still happens over here. How many restaurants around over your house and town? Uncountable. Is nothing wrong, but the culture who likes eat, who like drink, and who like have a joy in their life without the Lord. How about you? Do you have every bit as much reason for fear? This God is Isaiah, Peter, and Jacob. God's perfect holiness clearly reflects your sin as the mirror. It clearly reflects on your unworthiness and sin, and God's holiness gives you a chance to reflect your word, thought, and actions of sin. For this reason, St. James writes about the dangers and corruption of the tongue from book of James chapter 3. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. Set the whole course of one's life on fire. 
and is itself set on fire by hell. All kind of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. The glory of God make us repent and give us true forgiveness through the message of the cross. I really praise the Lord for the following verses, which are about the forgiveness. Otherwise, my last sermon for my brothers and sisters today will be full of repent. Your lips are unclean. You need some special touch from the Lord for your lips. And then leave. Bye. The altar is present in the temple of the Lord. And hot burning coals are on this altar. These are the coals as like in the burning furnace to purify the pure gold. One of the seraphs takes this hot coal and touches those lips of Isaiah and pronounce Isaiah's forgiveness. Say, your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Not only Isaiah's sin were forgiven, but our sins are forgiven. It is not the result of our repentances. It is not the result of our good work. But it is the result of God's amazing love through on his son, our Lamb of God, who took away our sins of the world. At the time, once a year, on the day of atonement, the high priest sprinkled the blood of the animal in the most high place altar. But our greatest high priest, Jesus Christ, he shed his blood on the cross as the sacrifice lamb for the whole world. That is why we don't observe the, the day of the atonement anymore. His blood paid our wages of sin. His blood removed our sins. His blood fully covered over our sins. This is only the possible way the sinners becoming a holy one in the sight of God. The seraph touched Isaiah's lip. How about our lips? Where is our seraph? We call it the means of grace, the gospel in the word and the sacrament. That's why you're listening to the pastor's preaching, not because of his ideas, but from the word of God. Proclaim to you the gospel touched your heart and give you faith and strengthened your faith. And in the baptism, when we baptize the people with water and word of God and poured on the head of the baptized, forgiving sins, and giving the gift of the Holy Spirit through the baptism. That's another touch. 
and third touch is the communion. When we have a bread and wine with and under in the Jesus' body and blood on it, it gives you the true forgiveness. And it, give, it, it strengthens your faith. And then assurance of your forgiveness. And he has won for you with his suffering and death. My lovely brothers and sisters in Christ, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's father, God, is also your God. Moses, Isaiah, and Peter's experience of God's glory and mighty power is also yours. On the day of the Pentecost, the power of the Holy Spirit who empowered the followers of Jesus Christ for sharing good news to the world is with you also. Today, our Holy Father asks you, whom shall I send? Who will go for me? And today, our Holy Son, Jesus Christ, asked you, whom shall I send? Who will go for me? And the Holy Spirit asks you today, whom shall I send? Who will go for me? And we say, here am I, send me. And we answer, here am I, send me. As you noticed, the Lord says, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? You see that triune God, the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, before I raise my hand, Father, I'm here, send me. It started from him. He planned, he designed, he see the people who need Jesus and say, whom shall I send? Who gonna work for us? And then our response say, Lord, here am I, send me. I'm ready to go with your love and the word. This must be the only answer of God's faithful, visible church like apostle. And this must be the only answer of God's invisible saints in all around of the world and in heaven. Amen. Today, our prayer of confession is, comes from our scripture reading today, book of Isaiah, one verse. Exactly, Isaiah confessed to the Lord about vote to me. We're going to read that together. We say, vote to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am man of unclean leaves, and I live among a people of unclean leaves. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. And then the angel of God clearly says, your sins are moved away. It's taken away by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the love of God the Father. That's the true obedience of the Son, Jesus Christ. That's the true the sanctifier, his ministry of the Holy Spirit is yours, your God and my God. Amen.